Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Essex by the Sea. I am Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. Thanks very much to those who have already donated via my Ko-fi page. If you'd like to support the continuation of the podcast, then do check out the page and leave a little donation. Thank you very much. For this episode, I'm in Leon Sea to find out about a little ship that's got quite a big story to tell me all about the history. I'm joined here on the sides of the River Thames by Chris Burles. Chris, thank you very much for joining me on Essex by the Sea. My pleasure. Now, tell me about this little ship with a big history, Endeavour. I can see it just in front of us. Tell me why this boat's so important. The importance is, to our mind, the fact that she went to Dunkirk and rescued quite a few of our soldiers. But the history was that she was... uh, first launched in 1926 and then took up cockling in the Thames estuary. And uh, uh, when we are talking to people about cockling, we explain how it used to be done and how it's now changed today. So she cockled now right up to uh, 1940 when she was commandeered by the Admiralty along with 800 or so little ships from around and about this coast and then taken in convoy over to Dunkirk, where they managed to rescue the numbers about 338,000 troops. Uh, I think we would now be speaking German, were those troops not rescued? We'll come on to its story during the Second World War in, in just a moment then, but let's go back to the beginning then. Were boats like Endeavour quite common then around this part of Leon Sea? Oh, indeed, yes. There were probably about 30 boats from Lee, I think, used to go out cockling and possibly shrimping. Uh, They used to go out on the ebb tide and dry out on the sands where the cockles were growing. And the lads then jumped off onto the mud and raked up the cockles, got them back on board, and then they came in and uh, were cooked in the cockle sheds here at Lee. And because the railway was here... They were whipped up to uh, the London market really within about six hours of being dug up, so they couldn't have been much more fresh than that. It's not a very big boat, and and obviously cockles are small, but, I mean, what sort of loads would would it have been taking, do you know? Weight-wise, I guess several tonnes. There would probably be four or five on board who were out there raking, and I understand that they were paid for how many sort of bags or, or, or baskets full came on board. So um, they were all very keen to sort of increase their income that way. So, um, yes, the fish hold, which I I realise our listeners can't see, but is a substantial part of the boat, was full of cockles when she came back. That uh, presumably is the part in the middle of the the vessel. That's right, yes, the hold. In fact, Endeavour was built with an engine, and many of the other cockle boats didn't have engines, so she used to get back quite early on the tide because regardless of the wind, the others sailing, um, she got in and got the best price for the cockles, I assume. Because it has got rigging, it has got sail, so presumably can sail. Oh, indeed, yes. I mean, the original ballies, uh, as they're called, did sail, but it was round about the, the mid-twenties that uh, engines became viable and they were fitted. And I think many of the other cockle boats didn't waste much time in fitting uh, engines themselves so that they could compete. Left in the wake of, of Endeavour coming back on the incoming tide. So if it went out, obviously when the, the water is in, it then rests on the mud 
She goes out on the ebb tide, yes, and so she gets to the fishing grounds or the raking grounds and uh, allows herself to dry out, sits on the mud, and uh, away they go with their rakes. And then when the tide's coming in, probably it's up to their sort of knees, they give up the raking and get back on board until she floats and then back to Lee. So presumably she's got quite a flat bottom. Oh, indeed, she's designed to take the bottom which I think has made her ideal for going to Dunkirk because the big flat beach is there. We move on a bit in the history then to, to World War Two. War has broken out in, in Europe, as we know from previous episodes, Southend, Leon-Sea, Chalkwell, Shubriness, very much on the front line as the war is getting closer to home. And what role then did the fishermen here in Leon-Sea play? You said ships went from here to Dunkirk. Well, yes, I know the, the Admiralty um, commandeered many a, a vessel, and in fact there were six cockle boats from Lee that were commandeered, along with lots from round the southeast coast. They all had a naval rating put on board and came under the sort of command of the Admiralty from Dover. The dynamo was the exercise. The crews didn't necessarily have to go, they were all volunteers. And so most of them, I mean, the owner of a cockle boat was not let any old Admiralty man run away with his boat, so they all went too. And uh, I think probably were quite surprised at the, what they were faced with when they got there. So why were little ships like Endeavour required for that operation? Because Dunkirk is such a shallow beach, and the big ships, which were there to rescue the soldiers, couldn't come in close enough some of them got alongside the mole if anyone saw the uh, the film uh, Dunkirk they'll see more or less what happened um, but the little ships could get in closer and and get the soldiers on board run them out to the big ships and then come back for more it's estimated that a thousand soldiers were lifted off that way and uh, by the ships from Lee and or the boats from Lee and um, the uh, so we um, also brought about 180 back between us. They were landed either in Dover or Ramsgate, I'm not sure. But unfortunately, after the boats were coming back to Lee, one of them hit a mine, and uh, four people were lost. And uh, there's a memorial in Lee Churchyard to them. It's not a very big boat. Little ships quite accurately describes what these vessels are. That would have been quite a journey, I suspect, under normal circumstances, perhaps on a day like today, but in wartime conditions, quite a, an adventure for the crew to go and do that rescue. In actual fact, they were towed out there because they wanted to keep the fuel for running to and from the beach. But yes, I mean, the little ships go back to Dunkirk every five years and the trip from Ramsgate is about 12 hours and um, we have to go at the speed of the slowest one, of course, and I don't think Endeavour's the slowest, but she's not far off. And a lot of the little ships from the Thames came from way above uh, the Teddington Lock where the water's fresh. They were all brought down here and, as I say, towed to Dunkirk. Did she come under attack? And, and I mean, we've seen in the, the films and the footage, you know, horrific scenes on the beaches of Dunkirk as that evacuation is taking place. You said the, you know, the, 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 the sea was, was littered with mines as well. Indeed, yes, and um, I think, as I say, they must have been quite surprised when they found they were being attacked from the shore and from above. And so, um, yes, I think they came back quite sort of um, 
glad to have made it. After the Second World War then, what happened to, to Endeavour? Did she come back here to Lee? Oh, indeed, yes. Yeah, she just she came back, you know, within about four days of having been commandeered and carried on cockling. Obviously, there were known areas of mines, but uh, they managed to get in and out and um, carry on their work. Obviously, years have passed. Endeavour is looking very splendid uh, today in uh, green paint, uh, sort of brown woodwork on the deck, I can see. Uh, the rigging looking all intact there. Uh, a lot of work's clearly gone on with Endeavour to, to get her to look as good as she does today. Oh, yes. I mean, when she was found in 2002, she was in a sorry state. In fact, they went over to Kent to try and find one of Lee's little ships. And they were looking, in fact, for the Defender, which is one of them, and they found her with a broken back. So uh, the, the surveyor says, well, you're wasting your time there. There's nothing we can do with her. But then a previous owner who is on our committee spotted Endeavour uh, over on the other side of the yard and they went and had a look, and the, the architect says, well, I think you can do something with her if you can find the cash. And she was duly bought for a pound, was uh, put on the lorry and brought back over to, uh, to Essex for renovation. And that's when the funding really started, because there was over £100,000 worth of work done on her, hence the way she looks today, almost as good as new. The lottery fund was very generous after, you know, the to write a, a, an application to the lottery fund takes a long, long time and has to cover all these sort of dots and commas, which was done before I joined the trust, and um, it was successful. So um, they were able to get on with renovation, and uh, in actual fact they managed it by April 2005, and in May 2005, with wet paint all over the place, she actually went to Dunkirk with all the other little ships. How important is it then that Endeavour is part of those commemorations and part of the Dunkirk Little Ship Association? Oh yes, it's very important to us, but equally, having uh, a bit of history in Lee, we want to involve the people locally, both in coming aboard, sailing with us and... Um, you know, spreading the word around. In fact, the one of the stipulations from the Lottery Fund was that we should do this and we should educate youngsters and, you know, tell them about the old days and uh, that they have history in their midst. So with the Trust now, not only is it looking after Endeavour herself, what other work do you do then locally here in Lee? Well, we try to take members out on trips as often as possible. And uh, we're desperately trying to uh, form relationships with the local yacht clubs to sail her because most of our members are really in it for nostalgic reasons and aren't fit enough to get aboard and certainly to get the sails up, which are quite heavy. (laughs) So we have recently formed a relationship with Lee Sailing Club and Essex Yacht Club to try and borrow one or two of their sailors to come out and get the boat sailing because it's a great experience when you achieve it. Yes, I'm looking at the sails now, the traditional... What colour is that? Because, I mean, it's very similar to the traditional Thames barge sails, isn't it? Very similar sails, because they're working sails. They have to be quite rugged, you know, to take the wear. So quite weighty. Oh, indeed. (laughs) I mean, there's a single gaff with a loose-footed mainsail. It it takes a good two beefy lads to get that up. But once it's up, of course it's fine. And uh, we've got two foresails when we run the bowsprit out 
we fit, uh, we have two fossils, and uh, she sails very well. Since she's been restored, and, and we've mentioned about the film Dunkirk, I understand Endeavour did actually feature in it. Oh, indeed, yes, yes. I wasn't lucky, well, whether I was lucky or unlucky, but I wasn't around at the time. But, uh, yes, three of our guys went out there and were sort of under the control of um, Nolan, was it Christopher Nolan's film? And um, they were um, <laughs> sort of made up every morning and sent out to sea and directed. Unfortunately, in the final film, uh, she wasn't very much in evidence but uh, a DVD that has the outtakes with it, she does feature quite a lot in that. And I'm not sure that's necessarily the, uh, the, the best of credits in a film, to feature mostly <laughs> in the outtakes, but um, she certainly played her bit in oh, the indeed, recreation. Yeah, yes, and uh, the film recognised it by making contributions to it. I in... think the lads enjoyed it, you know, the, the guys that were out there, but they were long old days, and I think they were quite exhausted afterwards. She's here, moored alongside the quayside here in Leon Sea, and uh, the tide at the moment is, is in, so she is very much afloat out there. Great vantage point, actually, to tell the story of Endeavour for people enjoying the seafront and, and walking along the, the side here. Indeed, we've been lucky to get a mooring here and to be able to put an interpretive plaque right in front of it so people can come along and learn as much as I've told you, I think, and equally, using the QR code, they can get into our website and uh, learn as much as they want to, and possibly even join the Trust, which would be nice. <laughs> a lot of information is here on, on the board, on the interpretation board, photos as well from the history of Endeavour and, uh, and the story that she's got to tell. Where can people, other than coming along here and, and reading the information on the board just to, next to us, where else can people find out more information about Endeavour? Well, if you Google the Leon C. Endeavour Trust, you'll, um, you'll be directed to the website. And that website is, is a wealth of information. I was reading it uh, the other day, so uh, there's a lot of information on there all about Endeavour and the little ships that sailed to Dunkirk. Chris, thank you very much for joining me here on Essex by the Sea. Not at all, and it's been great to talk to you. Well, don't forget, Essex by the Sea is also available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So do like, share, follow on all of that if you wish. Until next time, thanks very much for listening.